Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. It's Kelly here from Zinimi, and I... I'm just getting back from a holiday and was looking at some of the statistics on our website and the number one blog post that we have on our website is the costs for starting a counseling practice. And I think that this article is like one of the most popular because really it's your first step of research when you are starting your business. The financial side is a part of the business plan and you want to know what your startup costs are and then your ongoing costs. And what I love about private practice is I believe you can do it for a really low cost. If you compare a counseling private practice to any other business, the costs are very minimal. Any kind of brick and mortar business requires a lot more investment to start than a private practice does. So while it can feel very expensive, and I know for some people it is compared to others, it's exciting to know that it's still minimal compared to other business models. So I thought I'd go over some of the costs to consider and what I'm seeing as I'm about to revamp this for 2020. Um, in terms of costs, because in our bootcamp community alone, you know, we have over a thousand students there. And in our free online community, we're starting to hear, you know, what some of these costs are. So, of course, you can spend a lot of money when you're starting your private practice, but there is a way to bootstrap it. And if you know me and Miranda, that is our thing. When I first started my private practice, I sublet. I didn't have to pay for furniture. I paid by the hour of when I was using the office and that was it. Then I moved into paying for an evening or afternoon chunk of time because at that point I was still working my full-time job. So then I had a range of time that I could fit people in. Then I added more days and then I got my own office. Once I had filled up my part-time, then when I went into full-time practices, when I had my own office, I had saved up money for furnishings and all that kind of stuff. So your first cost is a place to practice. And this is going to vary across the states, across countries. But one of the coolest things that I have found is that subletting can be pretty much cheap across the board. So if you're looking at an investment of maybe $200 a month to get started, if you're paying for hourly or if you're paying for one evening a week, that's a good range that'll cover East and West Coast and even in the Midwest, you can find even cheaper. So you can estimate about 200 a month for a place to practice. Again, if you're starting out, you may wanna just do a sublet. And we talk about finding an office in bootcamp and it's also in some of our free resources too about things you wanna be thinking of when you're looking for the perfect place to practice. but it just means that you, if you sublet, you don't have to deal with decor, or the couches. And I know that that's the exciting part. That's the part we all want to do is make the space our own. But the truth is, is that 
It's the relationship that makes the therapy effective, not so much the decor. And that stuff can come later if you're really wanting to do this without debt, which hello, who's here about not having debt? Yay, me. And minimizing the amount of stuff you have too. The more stuff you buy, the more stuff you have to move as you move offices and all that kind of stuff. So subletting is a way to go if you're starting. Then you have your business licenses. Now this really just depends on your location. Um, if you, you first check with your city, then you check with your county, and then you check with your state in terms of what kind of licenses are required to operate a business. This is not your therapy license. This is your business license, like the cost to operate. But that can range anywhere from like 50 bucks to $150. So not all cities even require them. Sometimes they just want you to register with them, um, but you don't even have to pay anything for that. They just want to know what businesses are operating in their area. Um, and after you have your place, then you can register for your business license because you register for your business where you are practicing. You also need to get an EIN number, which um, is free to get. You do not use your social security number. Even if you're not a corporation yet, you're a sole proprietor, you need to get an EIN number because if you ever give super bills to your clients, you don't want to be putting your social security number on them. Get an EIN number for your sole proprietor, or if you're a corporation, you'll have an EIN as well. You can do that um, on the IRS website really easily. And then you need your MPI number, which is that wonderful database <laughs> where we register our licenses and where we're practicing. So an EIN and an MPI number, zero cost to you. And then you have liability insurance. So there's a couple kinds of liability insurance that you're going to need. So you're going to need the insurance um, to cover the work that you're doing, the services you provide, and then also uh, what we call slip, trip, and fall insurance. So if anybody comes onto the property and gets hurt, you know, they trip on your rug and, and, and whack their knee or something like that and have to go to the emergency room, that's going to cover those kinds of things. So usually when, for me, I have my policy through CPH, everyone has different ones, um, but I add that rider onto it. So it's all in one place. Um, so all my liability is in one, under one umbrella. Then you need to, oh, and that cost again can really range. If you are a therapist who also does coaching or other services, you can add on riders for that too. So, you know, that goes anywhere from 400 on up. So right now we're looking at like a sublet for 200, uh, your liability insurance for like, we'll just say 500, and then your business licensing upwards of 100. So that's like a thousand to start right there. Then you need to get your clinical forms together. You can, um, usually your associations will have some templates for you. QA prep is a great place to get resources for that too. Um, so that you can um, have your intake forms, your note for, um, your note processes and everything in place. So that's usually no cost to you. You need a business phone number. Um, you can get a HIPAA compliant one for under $10 a month, which is pretty affordable. Uh, and then you want a secure email account. You can use G Suite for this, um, which is $50 a year, or you could do something like Hushmail. But G Suite has, um, Google has encryption, so you can be HIPAA compliant for there. So that's pretty neg negligible there. 
And then you want your website, right, for marketing your practice. And there's a couple ways to go here. If you're going to DIY it, we recommend Squarespace. That's about 18 bucks a month. And if you're not going to DIY it, you could do something like um, Empathy Sites where they provide a service. They help put your content into a template and then they kind of manage the site and keep it secure for you. Um, I think that starts at like 50 or 80 a month. I need to go back and look at what it's gone up to. But I know with Squarespace, you're looking at $18 a month for a website that you've done yourself. And then you'll be buying your domain name, you know, which could be just a couple bucks a year. Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created Business School for Therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started. Then you have your practice management system. So whether it's simple practice or therapy notes, that's the other thing you do need from the beginning. I just shredded my files, you guys. I just shredded them. I had them for seven years that had to tote them around because I did not want to take the time to scan them in to simple practice. So I just kept my file cabinet until I could get rid of it. And I finally and it was all because the first few months I was like, I'm not going to get the EHR yet. I'm not going to get the EHR yet. I'm just going to wait. Shouldn't have done that. What a pain. So I recommend that being one of the softwares that's like a must have for your business above all else, because you can process credit cards. You can take all your notes, keep them safe and organized. And honestly, it helps you provide better customer service for your clients, which I think is really important. And then any marketing you want to do. You could come up with a budget for that, but being bootstrappers that we are, we recommend really creating your Google listing for free, your Yelp listing for free. And sometimes when you sign up for your like liability insurance, you'll get six months on psychology today if you want to go that route. But Therapy Den has a great um, directory. There's lots of other directories that you may want to support or that might be a better fit for your practice. Um, some people do feel they need a printer. Somehow I managed to, uh, stop using one. <laughs> I just scanned stuff in like, and used email instead and didn't really print anything. So I would say printer at like a hundred bucks max. If you're going to do something like that, you do want some sort of computer, whether you can do your simple practice on your phone or a tablet. So if you've already got that, then awesome. If not, you're going to spend mm, upwards of 300 or more for some sort of tool for you to do your notes and email and communication on. Then you have internet access. You do need that. That can range anywhere from 20 to 50 bucks a month, depending on your area. And then business cards. This is something that I never 
got into, I mean, I did a first round of them and I never really used them. I am much more of a person when I'm networking to say, Hey, let me send you an email right now. We were just at a networking event in Phoenix and talking to somebody and I was like, let me grab your email. And as we're talking, I said, I just sent you an email. So when you get back, could you respond to me? And let's talk more about this because I want to know more about your copywriters or whatever we were talking about. I think that's far better than a business card. However, you know, if you're marketing in doctor's offices and things like that, they may really use those and need them. So again, it's an investment you can do um, if you want, but it's not essential. Then you also have professional associations. Again, not essential, but something you can do if you want to as well. Um, those can range from like 200 to 300 a month. Uh, a year, excuse me, depending on where you're joining. Just be sure you join associations that make sense for your type of practice that provide the services and the benefits that really are aligned with your mission and values. There are some associations that we've been recommended to join and we've read like what they believe and stand for and thought, no, we can't do that. So just be thorough in your research and join what makes sense for you. Um, and then you can invest in a bunch of other stuff, but I think that that's the essentials. So you're talking at like a startup cost of $1,500 or so. That's without investing in coaching. That's without any of that stuff. I mean, what I would want you to do is to join our free community, take all of the free resources. There's downloads, there's trainings, do that stuff first. We've had people email us and say they've built their entire practice just off of the free stuff do the free stuff. I really believe in that. And then as you become profitable or, you know, then you can start to invest in other ways in your business. I don't pay for ads right off the beginning. You know, people that invest in Google ads and all these things, I really believe like in not having debt in your business and utilizing the resources that you do have. If you have friends and family, you need to reach out to them to market your practice. If you have connections in the community, tell them about what you're doing and what makes you unique and, and start collaborating there. Use your relationships to leverage. Use other resources. Maybe there's communities you have access to and those kinds of things. And keep your expenses minimal. Even to this day, even in ZinniMe, we really focus on not bloating our expenses. We only want to invest in the things that are going to give money back to the business. And that's what we want for you. I know that an EHR, an electronic health record, is going to actually make you more money in the long run because it's going to reduce your risk and liability keeping all your files organized and compliant it's going to provide great customer service for your clients which does impact longevity of care you know if people aren't getting treated well they have a hard time navigating your system they're way more likely to drop out but when you provide an ehr and a process for them they're more likely to stick around so <clears throat> I want you to check out our classroom, classroom.zinnime.com and join and check out our private practice challenge. But there's just a ton of resources if you're starting out. It does not have to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars for a website, thousands and thousands of dollars for advertising. You can do this simply and easily and, and begin a business without any debt 
or much debt at all. For some of you, 1500 may be a lot. So it might be that you save up this money until you're ready to launch so that you can launch without any debt. Or you might be willing to take that risk for a little bit, which is totally up to you. That's a personal decision. But we want the risk to be minimal. We want the debt to be minimal. And so that's why I think it's important to look at what is really essential for starting. And if you compare that to like franchising, buying another practice, all these other options for starting a business, it is really, really affordable in a way that you can do it from bootstrapping, both Miranda and myself have done it and we teach our boot campers to do the same. So um, check us out in the classroom. All right, see you later. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.